because we need at least five. We might take more than that. Um, but we'll have at least five, and I'll let you all know who those guys are as we move through. I don't have a timeline, probably four to six weeks for that. Student director, uh, we hope to make the decision by the end of this month. We're down to three. We had nine or ten guys apply. We interviewed, I think, eight. Uh, and now we, we're down to three, and each of those guys is doing a youth meeting. One guy did last Sunday. We've got another guy doing this Sunday. And then the third guy, we're actually going to have a youth meeting uh, next Thursday, not a week from Thursday. Um, we're not having youth on Sunday, that Sunday night, because of Taste of Marietta. So they're each leading a youth meeting. We're getting some feedback from the students and from the youth leaders, and we'll make a decision on April 30th. So those of you who have teenagers or middle school students, hopefully all of that will come together by the 30th, and I'd encourage you to make sure your kids are there the next couple of weeks and ask them what they think, and y'all can, by all means, pass that on to me. Parking lot, I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. Joe Lyle, is he in here still? Joe Lyle is going to run it for us. Uh, we have to set up an LLC. It's a separate business uh, to protect the church from liability and to preserve our nonprofit status. So we have some guys at Brock Clay who are doing that. Once that gets set up, um, Joe will manage that and run that. We should start on May 1st. What that means for us, for any Stonebridge events, you'll be able to park in the lot for free. If you're coming here to see one of us if you have church business you can park in the lot for free if you're going to the deli you cannot park in the lot for free we need it to uh, break even it's seven thousand dollars a month is the rent on the parking lot it's never made i think the guy said less than about eighty five hundred so we're not too concerned about um making the number right now we probably spend between nine hundred and a thousand dollars a month on parking so um as long as we stay in that range we'll be fine i'm not i'm not worried about that peace at all, but we do want it to break even. So uh, if you're coming for church, part for you, you know, it's free. If you're coming for anything else, it'll be just like it is now. You can either try to sneak by Joe or um, <laughs> you can pay him. Uh, another thing, some of you know, we haven't, we haven't mentioned this publicly, but I've talked with some of y'all. We're trying to look at some, obviously, spaces at a premium here on the square. We feel like this is where God has called us to be. We're not looking to buy land or build or anything like that. We really feel like God wants us here. That's one of the reasons we wanted to um, take the parking lot. I've been praying about that parking lot for about four and a half years, and when it came open, I thought, well, maybe this is the Lord, but my fleece was I would like someone who would run it who would say, you know, I'm retired, and I'm just looking for something to do, and that was kind of my fleece, and that's what Joe said after the 9 o'clock service um, on Easter, so that we'll see how that goes. Another thing we've been praying about is just, is there more space that we need um, for us? And there's some space above 164 in the flower shop. All of that's one building. It's two different uh, areas, I guess. It's, and uh, we've been looking at that. Hicks, poor in the back, has been kind of scouting that for us. There's some issues with whether that's structurally sound uh, for the number of people we would put up there, where we would put students up there. Penny doesn't have an office, and we don't have an office for whoever our youth guy is. They meet, they just, they work in children's rooms. And so it would provide a place for those guys to have an office, create some small group space for us, allow us hopefully to do middle school youth during the 11 o'clock service instead of doing it at night. 
and provide a, a youth place for Sunday night as well. Hicks is talking to us. We have to have a letter from a structural engineer saying we can put people, the number of people we would have up there, and Hicks is kind of working all of that. So I'll let you all know about that. It's the same landlord we have now. The rent's not, I think uh, they said the rent's probably $1,500 a month, which is not bad. Uh, we, can, we can do that. Minor renovations, major, what do you think? Major, minor, mid, not, not the floor. It needs a new bathroom. So probably not a massive renovation, especially compared to what we've done in the past. So I'll let you all know about that. Um, the tenant who's up there is looking to downsize. The Groovers, our landlord, would like us to take it. So all of that's taken care of. It's just whether or not we can put people up there without them falling through the floor. So <laughs> that's, that's, kinda, that's where we are. So you can, if we, if we do it, then you'll know that we can put people up there without them falling through the floor. Uh, and we don't really have a time. We're hoping next, what, three or four weeks to be able to, to have a decision on that. If you have any input, um, you can talk to Hicks. Uh, last May, we had one of these, and I mentioned four things that I wanted to go for. I called them ministry initiatives. You don't remember them, I'm sure. But I wanted to remind you all about those and kind of where we are progress-wise. It's just accountability for me as much as anything else. I mentioned that we don't, I did not feel uh, last year that we did a good job with assimilation. Um, if you were a, an extroverted kind of go-getter person, it was kind of easy to plug in. If you were a little more reserved, it was difficult. We were hearing from people it was difficult to make a way. So we tried to make an effort to create a more formalized um, assimilation process, and we did something called FIT. Have it, how many of y'all have done FIT? Wonderful. That was our first step. We've done it twice. We did it once in August and once in January. We had 98 people come through. It was a two-week thing in the summer. It was three weeks in January. We'll probably settle in. Um, doing it two weeks, and it's the first step in an assimilation process for us. We're going to add another component this year. FIT is kind of around the doing your deal piece, Ephesians 2.10. We're going to add another two-week component around Romans 8.29, being conformed into the image of Jesus. And then probably next year, we're going to add another two-week component around Marietta. What does it look like for you to find the community that you're called to? So we're, it's a, it's a long-range process for us because it's, it's a good bit of work trying to come up with those, um, what we need to do during those uh, sessions. So we're going to add another layer um, this, this year. I think FIT was pretty successful from the feedback that we heard. Uh, we'll be doing it again this summer. So any of you that have feedback on that, you can talk to Kim. Social media is not me at all, but we have joined Facebook. Um, the Facebook, I think is what it's. Uh, officially known as, um, and we did some things during uh, Lent and during Advent. I actually, honestly, I don't look at it, so is it, I hope it's updated for those of you, is it? Haley is saying yes. So any of you who are Facebook savvy, would be more than happy for you to up our cool quotient on that, whatever that looks like. And I, we're not very strict. I think probably half of you already have the login information. We're not too strict about that. So if you're doing something through the church, by all means, we want you to use that to promote what you're doing. I think, I don't know how many friends we have. Does anybody? No. So there, but it, the word gets out. There's, there's a handful of people who check it and uh, be more than happy to actually sign up for Twitter. I did one tweet over Thanksgiving and I have not tweeted since. 
So uh, I'd be more than happy to pass that off to somebody as well. Uh, we're working on redoing our website. Uh, got Jesse Weber who comes to church here is reworking our website for us. We're trying to add some things to make it a little more interactive. Ultimately, what we're looking is to create, we're calling it a ministry hub, where people who have calling skills, gifts here can match up with people who have needs over here. So we're trying to do that. Um, Les Saunders and Suzanne Murphy, who uh, do Marietta Grassroots, are creating a website as well that might we might be able to tie into for some of the larger things that we do, like Park Street Soccer. Some of those larger things might fit under this Marietta Grassroots website that's not quite as explicitly, uh, it's not explicitly tied to a church, so it might allow some of those things to have a broader appeal for funding and for uh, people, volunteers. Is that correct? So uh, we're in the process of doing that. We'll see how that works. One of the holdups is they want to do videos with me, and I'm not interested in that right now. So we'll, uh, we'll see where that goes. Strength Finders was, the last, was another thing that we talked about. A hundred people about have taken it this year. Seems to be a pretty effective tool for people figuring out how God has wired them. We have two people who've gone to training. We're going to train four more in the next six months. Uh, one of the things that we've noticed or that we've discovered is the one-on-ones tend to be much more effective than trying to do strength finders and even in a, around a table with eight or ten people. So we need more people uh, to be trained. There's actually a guy who, in our church who funds that whole thing for us, and he's happy with what we're doing. Is he going to continue to fund it? So we're going to have four people trained uh, in the next six months, and there's a second level of training for teams that we're going to try to get two people trained to do the team thing. Yes? Strengths Finder. You haven't taken it. It'd be good. Yeah, I'm saying you should take it. It's good. Um, and uh, once we get the team thing, a couple of people trained on the team thing, we think we can use it in more of an outreach-oriented way, uh, meeting with different groups and working their staffs or their leadership groups through Strength Finders together, how you work together as a team. We're not ready for that yet because we don't have anyone who's done the training but we're hoping to have two people trained in that again in the next six months. Last thing I said was a community garden. I wanted one of those, and we've had zero. It's the only thing we didn't we didn't walk on that at all. We tried with Park Street, our partner in education, and never went anywhere. It just it never got any traction. So I didn't cry about that a lot. It was one of the things that we I thought would be great in terms of some stuff I was hearing among our crowd and some needs that there seem to be in the community but it didn't work so that's fine if that's your thing and you want to try to spearhead that you're being pointed at so you (laughs) so uh by all means come talk to me and we can see if we can make that we can see if we can make that work it just for again for whatever reason it didn't go anywhere so three out of four is not bad um moving ahead a couple of do you have any questions about any of those things any of that stuff i've talked about yet Yes. Uh huh. Correct. It's just the one behind the church. This is run by a different company, and we we rent it on Sunday morning. So you can park there on Sunday morning, and and it's free. And we're going to we'll manage this one. Yes. Starting in May, you can park there for any church-related activities for free. Is there a secret code? <laughs> Y'all have to work that out with him. 
Y'all can have a secret handshake or whatever that is. We have, mem- yeah, we don't even do membership, so I'm not quite certain how we'll decide. So, stickers. We probably won't have stickers. T-shirts. So, um, we'll go on the honor system. If somebody's lying about coming to church, they probably have bigger fish to fry than getting out of a $5 parking uh, thing. Anything else? Any other questions about any of that up to this point? Judas, parking lot, ministry elder, student director, or those initiatives from last year? Ask. No? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Let's say no. If they have an, if you have a fifth grader, should they come to any of the youth things? And I would say that probably would change the dynamics of the youth meeting a pretty good bit. Is that fair? Okay. She was just saying to check out and see the potential people. Who else? Anyone else? Okay. So two things that uh, I'm wanting us to do moving forward. Uh, They say, I read this book called Sticky Faith. It's great. If you have kids of any age, it's a great book. If you have kids going through a transition, 5th to 6th grade, 8th to ninth grade, or senior to college, it's very good in those transition times. Um, Sticky Faith, I think the lady who wrote it's name is Kara Powell and Chap something or other. Uh, But if you Google Sticky Faith, you'll find it. In the book, 40 to 50% of church slash youth group kids bail on their faith within two weeks of college. And 80% of those kids had every intention of sticking with the Lord when they went. So it wasn't kids whose parents were forcing them to go to church and they just couldn't wait to cut loose when they got to college. And those first two weeks, they say, are monumentally important for that. And as I was reading through the book, it made me think about us and kind of what we're doing and you know, our desire not just to see kids saved, but to stay saved. And the things that we believe for adults, that God desires us to be conformed to the image of his son, that he has good works for us to do. Those things are true for children and for youth as well. And so Penny and I have been talking about what it would look like to uh, try to build an intentional culture around stewarding, for lack of a better word, our kids. And this is for parents and non-parents. Um, all the way through to a good handoff towards college. And that's a much bigger thing than we can bite off right now. But one of the things we're going to start in June. Do you remember, where, Kim, when we said we are going to do the first one? June 10th? So the, we're going to do these things called June 10th, these things called family experiments. Uh, three of them are going to be for nuclear families. One's going to be for a church-wide family, whether you have uh, children or not. But in June, the first one we're going to do uh, will be for families, people with children, I would say if your kids are probably over three, uh, it would work uh, for your family. And the point is to help families begin to intentionally talk about faith. One of the things that they talk about in this book is the most important thing as parents that you can do for your kids is model faith. They say you're going to get what you are with your children. So whatever you, what you say and what they see is what you're going to get when it comes to faith. And for some of you, that's easy. That's, that's a part of your rhythm and routine. For others of us, it's much more difficult to talk to our children about those things. Maybe you're raised in a home where you didn't talk about faith a lot, and it's difficult to know how you uh, have those conversations. For some of us, your kids, honestly, are just not interested. 
And it's, it can be easier when your kids are four or five and they have to listen to you than when they're 10 or 11 and they talk back. And those things can be a little more uh, trick. Can be, it can be trickier. And so we want to create some intentional opportunities for families to get together uh, that are fun, that help foster these types of conversations. We're calling them family experiments. Again, we're going to do four. The first one is June 10th, and it will be just for kind of nuclear families. We'll gather. Penny's going to lead them. We'll gather here. She'll give us some things to do. You'll go out to eat and work through some stuff with your family, then come back. Then we'll do another one in uh, November, uh, kind of the amazing race theme that will be church-wide for everybody. One of the things that these guys found in their book, a couple of other things, other than the importance of parents, which is why we're doing the family experiment, um, they say that there should be ideally a five-to-one ratio of adults to kids. So for your kid, there should be five adults. So he would say those or she would say those are my people. Those are adults who know what's going on in my life. And that might seem pretty daunting, but they say that the more uh, adults who take an interest in the lives of kids, they've noticed over time those kids are more likely to stick with Jesus over time. And so we want to do some things church-wide, again, that have nothing to do with whether you're a parent or not, where we're all taking responsibility for these 0 to 18-year-olds and seeing them through. So that's why we're doing once a year, we're going to do these, like this amazing race, which uh, pulls together folks from who have fa- uh, families and people who don't have children yet. Uh, one other thing that they found in this book, which I thought... Uh, was a bit counterintuitive to me. They say that the only silver, the closest thing to a silver bullet they found to help kids stick with their faith is their participation in adult worship, which, again, I thought that was somewhat counterintuitive because I look at the kids during when I'm talking in there. So maybe it's, maybe it's different adult worship than what we have. But uh, that's why we do um, intersect for us if you've come. That's the first Sunday night of the month. It's a prayer and worship gathering. We're trying to intentionally bring the kids into that. And so if you're a parent, we want you to be here for that. It's not just for families by any stretch, but we want our kids involved, and that's a step for us in creating some of these places where kids are seeing adults, not just their parents, but kids are seeing adults worship, they're hearing adults pray, and uh, we can hear from them as well. So that's it's kind of a big nebulous thing that we're going for. Uh, just to create, again, uh, this web of intergenerational relationships to see, to help our kids make the transition from, or to carry their faith from when they're here with us to when they go off to college. They actually say 30 to 60% of the kids who bail come back to the Lord in their late 20s, which is wonderful. But if you think of all the decisions you make between 18 and 25, 26, 27, and how significant those decisions are uh, and how much the consequences of those decisions. We want to make sure that our kids, as much as possible, are making those while they're in a relationship with the Lord and not while they're not. So there's a few other things that we're going to do. We're going to change up the way we do baby dedications. We're going to put a a little class on the front of that. It'll look the same on Sunday morning. We're going to add a little more structure to that. I'll tell you more about that um, in the summer. And we're going to add a, a, a parenting class or two um, every every year that's maybe just two or three weeks long. So we're going to try to drop in some things to help families along the way and as a church to make ourselves more aware of the kids in our midst. And again, that is not to leave out anyone who does not have children. It's uh, all church, all hands on deck uh, for this generation. Uh, last thing, uh, 
If you've been, any of y'all do sway or one life? Any of y'all come to that? Y'all remember those things? We did sway. Two, that's it. Yeah, we have more than that. Like, like 80 people at each one of them. So we're doing another one this summer. It's called Lead. Uh, it'll be a six-week summer series. It'll be set up like this. You'll be around tables. You'll be with the same group um, for six weeks. You'll have a table leader. There'll be discussion questions. Uh, there'll be some little, Kim will do some icebreaker game type deal up front. And uh, I'll teach. And the focus is on being led by the Spirit. We're going to walk pretty specifically through the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Who's the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do? How are we led by the Holy Spirit? Why do we need to be led? Um, what happens when we don't hear him, when we miss it, when things are frustrating, confusing, all of those types of things, who, what, when, where, why, with the Holy Spirit. So I think it'll be really good. We come, many of us come from different church backgrounds, and the Holy Spirit's kind of a, a bit of a question mark for a lot of people, depending on the church background that you come from. And so we want to spend some time this summer doing that. We will have child care. There'll be some dessert deal every week as well, and I'd encourage you to come. Most of our small groups take the summer off. And it's a good way to stay connected. And uh, from what we've seen, uh, they're, they're pretty helpful in terms of helping people uh, work through some things in a pretty short amount of time. So that will be coming up this summer. And again, I want to strongly encourage you to come. I know people are in and out. If you can make, I would say, five out of the six, absolutely come. If you can make four out of the six, I'd probably recommend that you come. If it's going to be less than that, it's not worth your time. But for sure, five out of six, and I'd say probably even four out of six, you want to come and we can have, we can probably have 90 or 100 people um, show up for that. And again, we will have child care. You'll, there'll be sign-ups for that coming up. I just want y'all to know that'll be uh, upcoming Wednesday nights starting, I think, the first Wednesday in June. We'll take off the week of July 4th. We'll be done by halfway through July. Any questions on any of, either of those things, the family deal or lead? Going back to the parking lot? Okay. Yeah. I'll give you their names. If any of y'all want to help on a uh, as-needed basis, you can give your name to Kim and we'll get it to Joe. That way you don't have to work out there all the time. Any other questions? A sunscreen allowance? <laughs> I think we'll give him one of those little uh, fold-out chairs, and that's all we're going to give him. There's, yeah, there's a hut. It's got air conditioning. I don't know who's paying for the air conditioning, but it's out there. Anything else? All right. One other thing, and then we're done. Uh, I mentioned the past few Sundays this Taste of Marietta thing that we're trying to do. We don't have enough people. We need more folks to sign up to host that. So uh, it's, it, you know, on Sundays I'm, I'm saying you just need to be nice, and that's really true. We just need you to be nice, but obviously our heart behind it is much more significant than that. We feel like God has called us to be here on the square, and this is an opportunity to connect with 75 or 100,000 people who are going to be on the square. So we need folks to staff here and 164. You don't have to be an evangelist at all, but uh, if you have a heart for our city, if you're looking to engage with folks. It'll be a good opportunity. If that scares you, it would be a great opportunity for you um, to step out of that. Uh, like, I don't enjoy that kind of thing. I'm going to sign up as well. Because it's important for us as a church to be open and to be welcoming to the people who are here. So I don't want to guilt you 
I'll guilt you on Sunday if we don't have enough people signing up tonight. I'm not going to guilt you, but I do want to remind you of that and encourage you um, to participate. So I'm going to pray, and then we're done. Get your dishes, please. Yes. Yes. To, huh? One-hour shifts, we're going to have this M164 open for people to come in, use bathroom, eat, all that kind of stuff. So I think that we need some people to help set up from 11 to 12, tear down from 5 to 6, and in the hours in between to actually engage with people. Yeah, I like you to be nice too. At this point, though, I'm just taking warm bodies. Uh, Grab your dishes. If some of you don't have children that you need to get home, it would be great if you'd stay and help us break down. I know a lot of you have kids who are doing standardized tests and all that, so you get them and get home. But if there's some of y'all who don't, we would love for you to stay and help us set back up for Sunday. All right, I'm going to pray. God, we do thank you. I thank you for these guys. I thank you for their willingness to say uh, yes to you, say yes to being a part of this church. Um, and our desire is just, we want to be the church that you've called and created us to be. Whatever purposes you have for us, we want to say yes to those things. We want to walk forward with confidence and with faith that you're going to guide us and direct us, whether it's with a parking lot or space or taste of Marietta or whatever it is, God. We want to walk forward trusting you to lead us and to guide us. So I pray that you would give us all uh, sensitive hearts to what you're saying, not just about our church, but about our city and how you want us to engage. We pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all again for being here.